like my sultry nasally voice i can't tell a difference oh really no wow maybe i really have rebounded yeah it's good to know i was very sick this week and uh i mean i guess that's it it was more dramatic in my head but i guess that's really all i have to say about it (laughs) yes yes (laughs) My my uh, voice really took a nosedive. It was very uh, low and sultry, kind of like Phoebe from Friends. Oh, no. But, oh, man, I just finished the book, and I'm so freaking amped. Yeah? Yeah, it just, like, like I felt like I got a lot out of it, if that okay. makes any sense. Okay. Like, it was, it was very, like, gratifying. I suppose... Did you have problems with it? How dare you? <laughs> no, I I mean, I didn't. I just, I'm not sure I know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, did you finish the book? <laughs> I, I, I did. I did. <laughs> you mean in terms of like, I guess I, I see where you're coming from. Kind of what we were saying last time where we were like, we really hope it's not this because that's so boring. And then it wasn't. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe that's kind of what I mean. And it actually felt, like, kind of thrilling. Like, there are a couple little points where I got, like, also maybe I'm extra emotional. I am about to start my period soon, too. So I, like, felt, like, the highs, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows while I was reading. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. We also did have quite the animal rant in this section that I just, like, totally glossed over because I was like, I can't. <laughs> oh, I did, too. I was like, I don't know. You know. But more so than ever, I think this really is kind of like what we've been saying, like a 90s progressive type outlook, because I think it's just the different vocabulary, because I think that rant might actually be about abortion. Yeah, you think so? Well, it might be a stretch, but I also got the the idea from the, like, I don't know if I'm maybe just trying to make it sound a little bit better than it did because it was truly just animals talking about killing their young but they the way they were phrasing it and the way they were talking about like people being like all up in arms when like they really shouldn't be and like this is just like kind of natural and the way life goes and like sometimes I don't know it felt very similar to the way people you know frame the argument for abortion saying like you know even it doesn't it's a woman's choice and it if people are aren't ready or you know, if there is something so, you know, I don't know. Sorry to get so political so early. <laughs> All up in this. Yeah, we haven't even started talking about the book yet. Hi, we're Paranormal Captivity. <laughs> oh, God. Hi, this is Paranormal Captivity, where we don't usually talk about the, the hot topic <laughs> issues such as abortions. It's just the book. They the book is bringing us book. to it. <laughs> um yeah welcome thanks for joining us and uh paranormal captivity we are on the last part of our series on wish you were here by rita may brown and sneaky pie brown 
the cat, the co-author cat. And yeah, I don't know. I was pretty, I also might've just been extra excited because I like finished it in a very timely fashion. And usually I'm like, I mean, I definitely bailed on you last night recording because I hadn't finished it yet. But today I was like, oh, I'm going to sit and read and I have plenty of time and I'm not going to like stress myself out, blah, blah, blah. And I like did it and was like, well, doesn't it feel good to be ahead? And I'm like, no, this is actually like a new deadline that you created because you were behind. But (laughs) (laughs) I still felt very ahead of times. So I think I was extra thrilled by that, too. Yes. Well, very nice. Yes, yes. <laughs> very nice for you. <laughs> yes, yes, isn't it? <laughs> um, do we have any personal cat updates? After last episode, I was editing it and I was like, I don't know if anyone else liked that, like, we made our own mystery thing, but I kind of loved it. I kind of want to make a mystery out of, like, <laughs> our normal lives just in general. So I've been, like, wow. watching my life today to be like, what can I rant about what? that's, like, a mystery in my life? What mysteries are around me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I created my own mystery in the workplace. Oh, did you now? Please do I tell. did. I didn't even mean to. <laughs> And it was totally my fault, and the mystery is solved by me being dumb. Well, aren't they all? Yeah, but um, so so one of my coworkers just resigned and moved to a, a new position at a different job. So my di- the director of my organization was like, "I'm gonna clean out the fridge because like half the stuff in there was hers." Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So he kept pulling things out, being like, whose is this? Whose is this? And like tossing a bunch of stuff. But then there were like a few things left in there. And he was like, oh, whose like jar of pickles are these? And I was like, oh, that's mine. That's definitely mine. Don't throw away my pickles. Yeah. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. And then he was like, oh, and like, whose bag of cheese is this? And I was like, I don't know. Bag of cheese. Not mine. (laughs) And he was like, oh, who's like a bunch of other stuff? And then no one claimed the cheese. Like, it was. It, and that was the little office mystery it's like whose bag of cheese is this because it's not the the woman who left and no one else is claiming it and then I remembered that it actually is mine because I put it like a really long time ago <laughs> and totally forgot that I put it in there so anyway bag of cheese mystery solved is mine <laughs> did the bag of cheese get thrown away uh yeah it was like a really old bag of cheese <laughs> oh it was really old sometimes cheese can last a really long time though well, it was like one of those bags of like cubed snacky cheese. Oh, that's even better. I know. It's good. But there were like two left and I was like, oh, they're probably like either weird or like crusty or something. And also I'm like way too embarrassed to admit that I forgot that I put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I already said they're not, but now they are. Yeah. So anyway. Oh, I'm bag sad of, you didn't claim your cheese. <laughs> bag of cubed cheese. <laughs> Not, oh. not not a great mystery but that ended in tragedy julia <laughs> it's a mystery slash tragedy Mis- I have a mystagedy a, a <laughs> <laughs> oh man john and i have a bit of a mystery in our apartment complex that is like super fucking annoying we oh, have no. a package swiper in our oh apartment. no and package swiper i know and it's so annoying and it like I don't know how I'm going to, if I could ever solve it, we actually go to the lengths of like, if we're not in town or if we're out for like a day and we think we're going to have a package, we have our neighbors like just grab anything off of our, you know, in front of our door 
But what if they're the package swipers? Well, they haven't been so far. But then again, they have been only picking up things that are like John's prescription glasses that clearly don't suit anyone else. And like, you know what we did find? The most annoying, crazy one was that we found, well, the most annoying ones are the ones where the packages are actually stolen and we don't get Mm. them. But the the craziest one was uh, a bra that I had sent to my house. It was like in a, like a box, like a nice little box and it didn't say it was one of those like discreet ones that was like we're not gonna say it's a bra on the box um or whatever and so it didn't say anything on the box and so when john i was out of town but when john found it he was like someone definitely opened this box looked in saw it was a bra and didn't care and put it back on our stoop because it was like jacked open on the side and like you know Mm. also either someone looked at it and was like oh it could have been a nice bra but that's way too small for me (laughs) (laughs) can you like is there a way to jerry rig a package so that it's like a camera inside and so (gasps) when they open it it like takes a picture of them and sends it to you julia i don't have those kind of funds (laughs) yeah i mean that's true also then we lose our camera yeah that's true too (laughs) But I like where your head's at. Maybe just not. But maybe the- they'd be so scared because they would like see the flash and they'd hear the like picture take sound and they'd be like, oh shit, I'm caught. We could do, if, I mean, we don't have an Alexa or anything like that, but if we ever do get like a, which I would love to someday get like a cat monitor or those ones where you can like, you know, flip it so that you can talk through it. Mm-hmm. Or I think even the ring has that, like the the little doorbell thing that you can like open an intercom so it, it watches your front door but then there's also like an intercom where you can like yell into it <laughs> you can just oh, yell into yeah. it hey there stop that stop, stop that it. yeah can you just like put something do you have a window by your door that you could like put a really obvious like camera on the inside of your window that's facing no out? unfortunately so not they would know that they're being watched no unfortunately no window yeah i don't know we'll have to we'll think it through the the bigger issue here is that it's probably someone in our apartment building is the thing because we have like a gated front like apartment building um and we also recently i'll put this out to the public because i was so frustrated by it um john's car got broken into in our back lot and like nothing nothing was stolen but we still called the cops because um we just wanted it documented and they also whoever it was left this like pointy brush thing that they clearly had used to like pop the lock Hmm. and um so we called the cops they picked it up and apparently they say if you have evidence for them they always come out and pick it up just in case so that was kind of cool so we talked to them about evidence that was very fun ish nice nice yeah and um but you know what they stole? The only real thing they stole out of John's car was the fucking clicker, the remote for our gated driveway, uh, our like little apartment gate. The gated yeah. driveway sounds way fancier than it is. It's just like an apartment building gate in front of the like parking area. Mm-hmm. And we told our landlord and he just like shrugged his shoulders and was like, well, there's nothing I can do. He did give us a new remote, but I was like, you're not going to change the code. And he was like, that would be so much work. And like, it's not like necessary and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, there is an actual thief that has our apartment code now, like our yeah. gate code. Why? Mm-hmm. Like, the, doesn't that make you liable? I don't know. I'm going to look up laws. <laughs> I feel like now if anything else is stolen, they are liable because they knowingly left 
I don't know, maybe that's just common sense more than law, but I just yeah. was so mad. I was like, you're not going to do anything. And he was like, if there's no law for us to like to say that we have to, we're not going to do it. And I was like, well, thanks for doing the bare ass minimum. <laughs> Absolute least you can do. Yeah. I did yeah. stand there for like probably five minutes just being like, okay, well, you know, that make- doesn't make me feel very safe. And John was standing and the guy was like, yeah, no, you're right. I understand. And I was like, okay, you're going to do something. And he was like, no. And I was like, okay, well, that doesn't make me feel very safe. And John was like on the other side of the door laughing. He was like, that was the most cyclical conversation I've ever heard. (laughs) I was like, I wasn't letting him go until he knew. And John was like, oh, he knew. He just wasn't doing anything. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, as obnoxious as it is, I'm sure people lose those clickers all the time. And if they had to change it every time someone like misplaced their clicker or got their car broken into like elsewhere or just like I don't know something happened they would probably be changing it like every other month that's true I mean I definitely get that it's a lot of work especially with like I mean I would guess probably about a hundred no a hundred no probably less like between like 40 and 60 people maybe in our building Mm -hmm. but also like if the cops came and they stole the remote directly out of his car and they also probably haven't changed the code in like ever I'm guessing (laughs) like do it this once when you know that a thief has it in their hands yeah there's no way for them to like I mean what kind of clicker is it oh a real old one a what (laughs) oh sorry a real old one oh um okay so it's not one of those things where it's like an actual code that they could change they would have to like change out all the clickers no, they wouldn't have to change the clickers. They would have to go to each clicker and, like, program in a new code. Oh. Well, that's way less work. I know, right? How do you pay your rent? Just have people come with their clicker when they pay rent next month. Right? There's so many things they could do. That's actually really smart. Maybe I'll text him and suggest that. And he'll be like, <laughs> get away from me. <laughs> Stop I mean, that's talking to me. That would probably be because not everyone's going to pay their rent at the same time. Like, I'm sure people are going to, like, pay it early and then have to go a few days without, like, being able to click into the garage. But, well, I mean, that's equal to John got trapped at the back of the garage for, like, a day because he didn't have a clicker and the landlord was being. I don't need to turn this into complaining about my landlord. (laughs) It was just an interesting true crimey bit. (laughs) Yeah, maybe the 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 solution to this mystery is to find a better apartment (laughs) i mean yes (laughs) that is actually the solution non-shitty landlord (laughs) yes yes that is truly the actual answer (laughs) what if the but what if the package swiper and the clicker swiper although that wouldn't make sense because if the package swiper is in the apartment they would probably already have a clicker I was going to say, what if they were the same person? Well, I thought that's what you were implying, that the person stole your clicker and is now stealing packages. Oh, no, sorry. The package swiping was happening before the clicker swiping. Oh, then, yeah, it's probably two different people. Yeah. But now there could be a second package swiper. That's true. Because someone else has a clicker to your apartment. Oh, that's true. I'll do but it. if they show up, you could just be like, jokes on you. We already have a thief in our midst. We don't need <laughs> you. We're already dry here of all of our packages. So get yeah. lost. New Unless thief. you want a bra. <laughs> yeah. 
I know now I like try to order really specific things and I'm like can you just print like specifically sized bra on all of my packages so that no one will come for them or you can just start leaving your own packages on your doorstep every day like a different package every day but fill them all with dog poo and so when the thief <laughs> comes and looks in your package they'll get like a week's worth of dog poo and then they'll give up on you <laughs> oh my god actually wait I think you did find the real solution <laughs> oh my god I'm gonna tell John he's gonna like fucking love that <laughs> I'll just put, I'll bag up the cat litter the next time I change it, and I'll just put it in a really nice Amazon box. There you go. I'll just leave it on the doorstep, and if it's gone, hey, it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that is your solution, definitely. Package up some cat poo. Oh my god. I might actually do that. Make sure it's real stinky. Yeah. Oh, well, don't worry. They don't give me any other kind. All right. Wow. Well, I'll report back on that. Um, and now that we've rambled about mundane mysteries. Oh, my God. That could be our little corner. <laughs> the mundane mystery quarter. Monday mysteries. It's not Monday. <laughs> no, mundane. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought you were trying to make up a new hashtag. Like, hashtag Monday motivation. <laughs> oh, well, I do like Monday mystery better than Monday motivation. Because Monday motivation always makes me real mad. Because I don't want to do anything <laughs> on a Monday. <laughs> Except no. all the mysteries mysteries that would motivate me yeah all right should we talk about this book um yes that is what we're here for that is that is our purpose here for you all yes um yeah so this time we read oh no I was gonna try to say the chapters but I think I forget what chapter we started on 34 Oh, 34 it is. Um, I might not remember names, but I'm real good with numbers. <laughs> oh, my God. I, as another, not to derail us too hard, too immediately, but I did the other day realize how how fully, like, no, I, I actually have a number dy- dyslexia problem because they just fully flip in my mind. <laughs> That's really funny because I feel the same way with letters. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. Maybe we just got, like like a little bit we got like, opposite talents we really did <laughs> oh god well we did read 34 through the end as uh, i say confidently as if i came up with that <laughs> um and uh it started with so we ended last chapter with um harry was being invited she had been just been invited to a little dinner it's oh franklin buddy you want to say you want to say some more hello hey did you want to tell us about the book too i know you read it while i was sleeping (laughs) (laughs) and that little pitter patter if you could hear it was trudy chasing mushu back under the bed oh Poor Mushu. He was just trying to poop in peace. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't we all just want to poop in peace? (laughs) Yeah. Poor Mushu. Chuni is like the worst. If he hears 
any scratching in the litter box, he like perks up and is like, "Oh, it's chase time!" Like, oh no, leave Mushu alone while he's pooping. Just let, leave him alone. Let him poop in peace. Let him poop. Well, update: Franklin is now sitting completely across my planner and computer and precariously off the edge of the my desk. So we'll see how this plays out. Oh no. Um, so yeah, so last time we left Harry as she and Coop, her uh, her new bodyguard, were invited to um, Susan's for dinner. And so we were kind of saying like, we're either going to hear like something's going to happen at this dinner or something's not. We're going to like brush right by it. And it definitely brushes right by it pretty immediately. Yeah, um, like literally the next sentence. <laughs> yeah, the next sentence is Coop being like, like making oh, some yeah exactly being like yeah that was so great um franklin i need you to get down please okay okay there you go um and no ah okay good boy um yeah so nothing really happens at the dinner we don't even see the dinner um and then we go back home and coop is actually staying with harry because harry is as you'll recall, under threat of possible death um, because they all think that the murderer now knows that Harry knows about the postcard because she, you know, saw that Mrs. H was getting a postcard. And so she like, you know, sprung into action and saved Mrs. H's life. And so, um, yeah. So Harry is now everyone's kind of thinking like, well, everyone, the police and Harry and those in her close gossip circle um, <laughs> yeah so everyone now thinks that harry is you know maybe the next in the line of the killer's sights uh, yeah so coop the lieutenant or uh, police officer in the um under rick shaw the new sheriff in town <laughs> um is kind of like sticking to Harry real close. And so Coop actually has a really smart idea to sleep in Harry's bed and Harry sleep in her guest room, just in case someone breaks in and tries to like, you know, knows where her bedroom is and tries to kill her at night. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, which I thought was very clever. And then we do get immediately uh, Mrs. Murphy and T Tucker have a little moment together where they are trying to, they, from the last section, have been trying to convince Harry to go up to the tunnel because um, Patty, was it Patty that found yeah. out about the... That, like a, a bunny coming out of a hole in the tunnel that was yeah. supposed to be sealed off and closed? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was, right. Yeah, so they kind of like, they decide, they always decide to like tell her things in a way that's like, it kind of makes sense, but it kind of doesn't, like... They're like, we should shred, like, under the bed. And we should shred the, like, throw around the um, Xerox papers that Harry has to try to, like, clue her in. But it's always kind of vague. It's like, if you guys knew how to write, it would be a lot easier. Yeah. But, I mean, Coco doesn't do much better. Yeah, that's true. We just don't even get Coco's thought process. I think maybe that's the difference. Yeah. Oh, Mushu. Oh, no. Come here, buddy. <laughs> oh, oh, what's the matter? 
he just zoomed out from under the bed and went and looked in my closet and I'm washing his bed that's usually in my closet. He just looked so sad and confused. Oh, buddy. He's got a mystery to solve himself. I know. He's like, where's my bed? Wait a minute. There's a bed thief amongst us. <laughs> oh, come here, Mushu. Oh, buddy. Yeah, no, he's he's not okay. <laughs> I mean, fair. <laughs> but is he ever no, i mean <laughs> not really all right anyway oh man um so yeah so they try to clue harry and harry and coop in at night to uh the idea of going to the tunnel and they don't quite get there but harry and coop do take a second look at the tunnel paperwork and we do get a little more like I thought that kind of that was gonna pan out a little bit more, but it didn't really. Yeah, no, it was just some like history. Yeah, yeah, just kind of again specifying like how hard it was to work on those tunnels, and it gave some numbers of like what people were making, you know, like cents a day to like risk our lives in like mines and stuff. Yeah, um, and then what's next? Does it go to? um they get a visitor oh that's right oh my god I totally forgot about that yeah I don't know if it was like super important I mean she did have some news I just don't remember what it was (laughs) (laughs) she did she had found um it was boom boom everyone oh yes yes it was boom boom and there's a very dramatic moment where a car pulls up and Coop just like springs into fucking action and like well we don't know that boom boom's not the killer at this point so we're like uh uh-oh Oh, that's true. We don't. Because I remember being very, like, Coop, chill. Like, as soon as they found out it was Boom Boom. But Coop, yeah, like... But it could be, like, the murderer could be anyone at this point. And so they saw Boom Boom and were like, well, that's not proof that it's not the killer. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was very dramatic. There was lots of lots of gun pointing. <laughs> yeah, lots of gun pointing, lots of hand raising, lots of continued gun cocking and, and pointing. But Boom Boom does come in and... Uh, does end up saying that she had found something in she found basically a discrepancy in kind of like at, uh mods and mrs h found the discrepancy in the books boom boom also found a discrepancy in kelly craycroft's business accounts uh after she took over after he died because mm-hmm. she found mm-hmm. uh so we had early in the book we had marie the secretary who was like i loved him so much and I'm so sad he's gone. Um, So I think she was like the secretary for a long time and the accountant and a lot of other things. And so her books were accurate or like the front facing books, I guess. And then boom, boom found this second set of books that indicated um, that trucks were being driven. Cause basically I think she actually like compared an actual readout of like the truck stats to like what, they were actually were on the truck Mm -hmm. and so like the trucks were show like like, construction trucks were um shown showing to like especially one really big one um was shown to be driven like a thousand extra miles a month or something like that and like there are a couple i think really big discrepancy like payment discrepancies yeah which everyone immediately jumped to like oh that's a trip to Miami from here it's probably him delivering drugs to Miami but then I was like no that's dumb because it's a one-way trip to Miami you can only get halfway there if you're doing round trip which is like true 
South Carolina. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. But yeah, they did really dr- drum up the drug thing at first a couple different times, like earlier in the book and then this time. And then like one other time, I think they talked like even specifically about different drugs. And apparently Kelly had actually been addicted to drugs in the past. We find out, I think, in that same conversation um, that he had actually been to rehab and had recovered and was sober mm-hmm. now well yeah. before he died. Um, but that he had been involved in, I think, potentially dealing drugs, too. I think he was addicted. And then it was, like, also maybe a part of his business. Because Boom Boom did actually admit, I think, in that same conversation, that Kelly, that it had been a part of his business at some point, but it wasn't anymore. And that he didn't want it to be anymore. Okay, what's next? Oh, buddy! There he is. (laughs) There he is. Corner wailing. He's, like standing behind my stand up mirror facing the wall of my dresser oh and just crying buddy whoa that was a big one yeah it's not his best (laughs) (laughs) okay he found the window he'll be fine oh good anyway what happens what happens next yeah what happens after that i know there are a couple mornings oh i think it's the uh no i don't know um fair gets arrested oh that's a lot later is that a lot later (laughs) yeah spoiler alert (laughs) spoiler alert well you can cut that out (laughs) no that's okay we can leave it in because there's actually i feel like there's not really a ton that happens in this before the big standoff yeah i don't think there is i feel like there was i mean there was that big uh oh bob (laughs) oh shit yeah that was one of the bigger like that's why i was like so emotional reading this because especially I know we were owed an apology after having to read that chapter. Oh, that, that chapter was brutal. That was a little traumatizing. Oh, so guys, we're so very sorry we're relating this to you. Also, any trigger warning, content warning for anyone who doesn't want to hear about a dog death. Um, we're about to go there. Or I guess technically a dog murder. Like that was really sad it was, and intense. Yeah. It was violent and swift. Yeah, so Bob, we shift into Bob Berryman's perspective again. And he, we kind of see from his perspective that he's become kind of consumed with figuring out what happened to Maud because he was so in love with Maud. Um, And so that has led him back to the place where she died, which was also happened to be close to the tunnel that is actually open. Well, he seemed to have a realization. I think he was like at home and this is the this is right after Harry fails to have a realization that the tunnels are involved. Oh, that's right. You're totally right. The uh her her little critters shuffle her papers around and are trying to get her to read about these tunnels and realize that they're involved and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mess everywhere. Great." Yeah. Um but then yeah, we shift to Bob and he's at home and he kind of like is working through it in his mind and he's like oh my god the tunnels and has this like aha moment that he's like they're involved like something's going on there I should go visit yeah that's right yeah so he he goes out and he takes his his pup Ozzy oh his his faithful pup 
his faithful German shepherd. Yeah, who apparently, like, goes everywhere with him and is just his his buddy. Yeah. So they get to, they pull up, and it's, like, in the middle of the night, I think. Which yeah. is probably a dumb time to go snooping around a potential murder's lair anyway. So, Bob's Bob's fault. I mean, he doesn't deserve to die for it. No, I'm not saying that he does, but I'm saying being in that precarious situation, maybe he should wait until morning to take his dog out to go visit a murderer. I know, but it does, you know, in some ways it does kind of make sense because it also is like, it's such a small town and like, no one's going to be asking questions if they don't see him that late at night, go up to, you know, a random place. Although it didn't seem like he really cared about that because he was in a lot of random places before too. Yeah, I mean, it, it was probably one of those things where he was like, oh, the tunnels are involved, but maybe he wasn't suspecting that the murderer would be, like, hanging out there at, like, whatever o'clock in the morning. That's true, because this is when we find out that this tunnel that people keep hinting at, which I thought would be some kind of other clue, but the tunnel is actually the layer of the murderer, we find out. Yeah. Oh, because then what happened? Unfortunately for Bob. I know. So, yeah, so Bob pulls up in his truck and there's a light in the tunnel, but I don't know if Bob necessarily sees the, I'm sure Bob sees the light, but one of those, one of those instances where human instincts are not as great as animal instincts, Ozzy realizes immediately that there's someone, like he smells at a person in the tunnel. And so he starts barking, which is unfortunate because then the murder is uh oh becomes aware of their presence so the light like immediately goes out and he but murderer he or she we don't know (laughs) that's true the book keeps using he or she which i also thought was like that felt like 90s progressive too because i feel like i remember in the 90s that shift of just saying one pronoun to saying two and i was like oh i think that was like the first little little really i kept hearing or (laughs) reading reading them refer to the murderer as a he and i was like you don't know i'm still suspicious of little mim well no there were a couple times even late into the book when harry's talking to i think rick shaw and then they're both that because i remember there was like a whole scene where they're talking back and forth and they both because i remember it was like really noticeable because he uses it and then she uses it right back the he or she all right well but there you go it's true. He or she. We're basically or- just dancing around the fact that poor Ozzy gets shot. Poor Ozzy does get shot. Yeah. So the murderer oh. goes running through the like field or whatever. And Ozzy goes after them. Um, and then you hear a gunshot. And unfortunately, Ozzy drops. And then Bob goes like zooming out into the field with no regard for his own life. Because I mean understandably he's concerned right. for his dog i would do the same thing and i would yeah. also die oh 100 no, <laughs> just no like way. bob did yep um so yeah bob st- stumbles upon unfortunately his his dog and the murderer um and immediately gets uh shot twice for yeah. good measure he gets shot twice but not before seeing who the murderer is and going you yeah but we don't he doesn't yell a name, so we don't no. get to know who the murderer is. I know, about. he should have yelled a name, then we'd all know. <laughs> well, we all know now, but... Yeah, I mean, no one would 
know surrounding him so i'm sure that was not his first instinct that's actually not a bad theory if someone you know is gonna murder you and you're in a place where other people can hear you i know i would never instinctually do this but if anyone was close by him shouting the name of the murderer would probably be more helpful than shouting just you yeah a little clue to i mean but no one's around he's like in the middle of nowhere that's true. Although Harry could have been there if she had caught on. If she had caught on. And then she probably would have died too. So I mean, she might have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what else anyways. Oh, yeah. Rob so... gets his, he gets staged. So this oh, is that's right. the first like sloppy murder that we get. He gets uh, put back into his car and then driven into like the middle of town or something and parked with and you get we get a a postcard in his pocket but it's not i mean there's no like glorified like trauma to the body like everyone else has gone through and there's no cyanide it's the first kind of like oh no someone caught me right yeah it's like pretty obvious that the killer didn't have time to do his same method as Mm -hmm. previously yeah so i think this is when fair gets arrested because then pretty soon after this we get the postcard debacle i don't know well the first thing that happens because harry doesn't find out about because harry does the her postcard uh scheme Mm -hmm. first and then she goes home and finds out that fair has been arrested are you sure I think so, yeah. Because No, because when Boom Boom gets the card, she's like, oh, Harry, do you wish this on me now? Because they had already found out that... Oh, wait, no, you're right. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, I switched that around in my mind. Okay, yeah, no, you're right. Um, yeah, well, Fair gets arrested because Rickshaw doesn't know what else to do. New <laughs> guy in town. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he also goes and visits um, the old doctor. That's right, because that's what leads up to him arresting Fair. Yeah. Basically, yeah, there's this, like, old-timey, well, old-timey, he's, like, an older gentleman, and he was the doctor in town for uh, most of the lives of the the adults that we're following now. And so mm-hmm. Rick goes to him and is kind of like, hey, I know I'm asking you to break confidentiality, but, like, can you tell me anything salacious on any of these people? Oh, and, and the doctor is like, yes, absolutely. Yeah, the doctor is like, immediately like go on um no the doctor's like shut up let me talk yeah he's like no 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 i'm into this and like rick is still trying to be like i know the doctor's like let me spill my guts to you yeah but yeah so basically rick just asks him about different people and is like well yeah i prescribed this person vicodin and this person like blah 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 and then he does ask about harry too and he's like i gave her motrin once for like a pulled ankle or something or like a sprained something or other yeah like Um, sports injury in high school yeah and then we get like him being like do you actually think harry did it and he's like no i don't i don't yeah so but we do find out that um it's actually pretty easy to make cyanide and anyone could do it yeah we did find that out yeah yeah yes and we find out that that narrows down (laughs) well it, it didn't it didn't because he was like Rick was asking, like, yeah, is this something that only, like, a doctor could 
could be get access to and he's like well kind of yes like he they'd have more access to it if they were a doctor and then he's like what about a veterinarian and he's like well yeah he'd obviously have access to mm-hmm. um meaning fair and then they right but then the doctor goes on to be like yeah but literally anyone who has access to like different normal chemicals could ha- like figure out how to make it too it's pretty it's not like rocket science yeah and he named off a few professions that he was like yeah all of these people would have like very easy access to all of these things which would would probably throw more more suspects into the pool if we knew i mean i'm sure there are like (laughs) electricians or plumbers in the town but like we just don't know any so it's like okay so you're basically saying just fair is a suspect now like literally anyone's a suspect but like also just fair yeah so yeah you're right like right after that he goes and he arrests fair and it's not even like he really fully thinks that fair did it but he just kind of fits a profile i think yeah i think he just was like i don't have any other leads i don't know what else to do i need to do something so fair is getting arrested yeah exactly it even he was like this is gonna ruin his life if he's not the killer but i don't care (laughs) yeah exactly and he's like but it'll like make me look good for now like the press will be happy that something's happening and it's like well that's not really how this should work but the other thing is that fair didn't have any alibis for any of the nights of the murders well Um, which is important which is important for the next piece of information that comes out because it turns out he actually does have alibi for all of the nights um he was with boom boom and they just did not want anyone to know that they were having an affair because he and harry are not officially divorced yet right yeah and uh i mean i'm sure as we find as we see when it comes out everyone automatically assumes that this has been going on for much longer than just the murder nights right yeah exactly so yeah so he's been uh getting sided with the most in up until this point in the divorce but this certainly shifts the public opinion about him and harry that's true yeah because she right has been it throughout the book like you know a lot of the like more antiquated southern ideals have been kind of put on her of like and and especially in their eyes because she ended it and she kicked him Mm -hmm. out and she kept the house and all of this so yeah fair was making her house so right it's definitely her house and she i mean i definitely am 100% on Harry's side that anyone gets to end any relationship at any time and not have those kind of consequences but yeah she was definitely being looked down on because she Mm -hmm. was like not fulfilling this like southern housewife role but yeah this definitely flipped the public opinion if you will of the small town towards her um but yeah she actually runs to as soon as she hears she sees it on the news I don't think Rickshaw tells anyone he just does it yeah and then Harry, oh, that's right, because what they are, I think they, were they doing the postcards? Because I think uh, they were I, th- I think them. she might have, like, come up with the idea. I don't know. They definitely hadn't, like, stuffed them in anyone's boxes yet. No, yeah, I think what they were doing, because I remember in that same paragraph where it was talking about Rickshaw's decision to arrest Fair, he was saying, like, as a last-ditch effort, he did also decide to let Harry do her, like, oh. harebrained plan or whatever. So yeah. I think it's after. I think they buy all the postcards. 
and they're actually writing out all the postcards as or maybe they've already gone home but I think it's that night that they had already written the postcards but hadn't put them in the boxes yet that she sees fair is a has been arrested gotcha because then I think she runs down to the post or the police office or the police office the (laughs) police headquarters um station police station yes I don't know why I couldn't even get there um and we don't even get the scene there. We just hear through the the narrative that... Yeah, because he had already been let go because Boom Boom came to get him. Yeah, and was basically like, oh, fuck, now we actually have to say it because now you're being accused of murder and murder is way worse than adultery. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Harry finds that out and she goes immediately to Ned, Susan's husband, who I guess is her divorce lawyer, which I don't think we knew i think he's the only lawyer that's probably true (laughs) (laughs) that's fair um but she basically asks him like what should i do does this change anything he clearly has been having this affair longer than you know while we were married Mm -hmm. and um he's like well yeah definitely like according to virginia law like you could sue for what is it sue for cause i think sue for something yeah which basically makes it like it wouldn't just be they had already established irreconcilable irreconcilable differences mm-hmm. and now she has this like upper hand she could use but she doesn't want to drag it out anymore and she yeah i think she's just kind of over it yeah exactly yeah fair she to... but also i don't know i probably would have asked how much more money i could have gotten <laughs> right i mean i would have guessed i also feel like i have such a driving need to have everything like on the record and recognized you know i feel like i would have done it to be like just so we all know this happened clear yeah yeah if he ever tries to take anything from me let's have this on the record because he actually owes me a lot more right yeah exactly like just in case something comes up later where he tries to say something or other or whatever you know just to be like here's actually what happened let's put that in front of everyone Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah so she decides to stay with her same divorce case just to get it over with quicker it sounds like yeah um, and then oh so yeah the postcard shenanigans that Harry is currently pulling that we've kind of alluded to so she kind of comes up with this plan so she's already in this place where she thinks that the murderer knows that she knows about the postcard signal the wish you were here postcard and cemetery so she has something like 480 whatever um post boxes at her disposal so she decides that she is going to stuff every single mailbox with a wish you were here postcard and then watch people's reactions as they pick them up which is actually pretty smart yeah yeah it's i mean it it works out better since um, no one else knows about the postcard. Like, if everyone had known about the postcards, it would have been, like, absolute chaos. But no one, that hasn't gotten out yet. Right, exactly. Yeah, because that was my first thought. I was like, you're going to panic everyone in this town. But right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no one else, like, literally no one but her, Susan, and then the sheriff's office. No. And the murderer. Right, and the murderer, Right. Um, and they do run into a few snafus along the way, like as so the next day they do stuff the envelopes her and 
uh, Susan, who does it kind of against her better judgment, um, and Coop all sit and they write out all 400 postcards that they've bought from random, you know, gift shops around town. And yeah, uh, and it might seem ran- I would like to point out it might seem random that a tiny little town in the middle of nowhere in Virginia would actually have graveyard postcards, but Virginia is a very old, yeah, thing with a lot of very famous cemeteries. So I know that surprising. <laughs> I actually was just thinking, like, as I read that, I was like, I know my brain should think this is weird, but it doesn't. But it's not. <laughs> because <laughs> I even remember as like being in high school I thought our town Percival postcards were like this the funniest thing I would buy them from our like little the Percival marketplace and I would just send them to people randomly oh, because... RIP Percival marketplace I know sorry Percival marketplace I tried to keep you in business with your 10 cent <laughs> postcards whatever they were they weren't 10 cents they were probably 75 cents but yeah anywho's yeah, I definitely was like, yeah, these postcards exist and 100%. Yeah, probably a lot of like Civil War memorial gravestone-y type A hundred percent, yeah. A lot of Civil War stuff. Yeah, a lot of very, very old stone type items. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um moving on so yeah so the next morning so they all handwrite these postcards which is interesting because they didn't think to do the same um computer script that the killer was doing and so yeah which would have been so much easier they could have just printed out 400 and then i mean they still would have had to glue them on or whatever but right would have probably would have saved them a lot of time yes it probably would have and it would save them some uh little tricks than or little like mistakes some mystery <laughs> yeah a little mystery the next morning because so they do stuff all the postcards and coop and uh susan kind of runs away but coop and uh harry obviously are in the post office and so they spend the morning watching everyone pick them up and either like not care or throw them away or like react to them um and a couple different times especially fair and boom boom well the first one actually is ned susan's husband who comes yeah. in and is like what is susan <laughs> literally this is susan the handwriting <laughs> right yeah like literally the first one such a flop he's like this is my wife's handwriting and they were like oh damn it they were like, God damn it we did not think of that <laughs> and then fair too i think fair recognizes harry's handwriting or at least suspects that she has done it because I also was thinking, too, there's probably no postmarking, which there was postmarking on the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, which... that's true. Although Harry runs a post office. She should be able to stamp it. I know. I actually thought that they were going to talk about her doing that. Because I was like, oh, she could just stamp it and then, like, not actually use the, like, meter or whatever. Just put them mm-hmm. in, the, in the boxes. But they didn't talk about that at all. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because then that's, I think that's why Fair in particular is, like, because fair comes in after having been outed as having this affair and is like trying to talk to her and she's like i don't want to talk about it right now like i'm not ready and then he gets the postcard and he's like is this what you think of me now like is this what you're gonna do like blah 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 yeah well boom boom yeah boom boom had the same reaction too she pulled it out and was like oh harry is this what you want from me (laughs) yeah and she's kind of like okay everyone run along i'm actually trying to catch a murderer bye yeah (laughs) like get out of here this isn't personal yeah this isn't about you get out of here (laughs) oh man yeah so then the interesting things that do come of it the the first thing is that 
your suspicions were came very close as the the argument between <laughs> Mim and Little Marilyn happened. I was like, oh, so close. Oh, I know. Well, I really thought it. something. I really thought something was going to come out, but it didn't. It did not. But we do get a very explosive fight between Mim and Little Marilyn because apparently they're kind of like jockeying to to like get the mail first, and like Mim, I think Little Marilyn pulls it out of the box, and then. Mim is like snatching it from her and little Marilyn is like actually hits her hand like it said backhanded I was like whoa she backhanded her mom but then it was like backhanded her hand and I was like okay (laughs) not the same thing and also how do you do that (laughs) less Vanderpump rules uh, but I still anytime I hear the word backhand I'm like get by (laughs) Um, but yeah so they have this kind of like back and forth where it turns out that Mim is frantically searching the mail for an invitation. So the invitation initially was not sent to Stafford, the brother, mm-hmm. but Mim apparently has been suspecting little Marilyn of inviting the brother. And so she's, and so instead of asking, she passive aggressively searches through her mail. Yeah. Yeah. In front of her, like a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like in front of her. And so that's when apparently little Marilyn just, can't take anymore and so she snaps and she's like I know what you're looking for you're doing this right in front of me you're looking for Stafford's uh invitation like response because I guess all these other wedding responses have come in and she's like it's not gonna be there because I didn't send him one I called him well it was more like dramatic pause I called him instead to invite him and so Mim is like going through these like stages of ultimately she does faint at the very end but (laughs) well what makes her faint at the very end is little Marilyn is like you know just kind of just lets it all loose like every frustration she's like I'm marrying this like boring but stable guy because you want me to and I'm like living this life because you want me to like I'm having this one thing and I'm gonna be happy about it and my brother's wife is gonna be my maid of honor and then Mim faints she's like oh heavens heavens to Betsy heavens to Betsy I do love that because Harry was watching with kind of glee because she's trying to you know free little Marilyn from the beginning but I also didn't think she went far enough because she also was like I'm also marrying this guy I don't necessarily love and it's like well you could have also just been like I'm not getting married (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean she did kind of like at the very end she was like he's a good man and I'm gonna have a happy life and we'll make it work as long as we can but like yeah at the same time it's kind of like but couldn't you like make it work for longer if you picked someone that you were happier with right that your mom didn't pick it seems like just a step like if you're already choosing to like take your because she also said like her mom in the rant she was like you also chose all of my friends for me I don't like them all none of them are interesting you also chose this guy for me so it seemed like a progression it seemed like if you don't want to be friends with these people maybe you also don't want to marry this guy I don't know I was just like maybe maybe put a pot like if you're definitely like breaking up with your mom kind of right now like maybe put a pause on the marriage that she like made happen for you (laughs) yeah but she wasn't necessarily breaking up with her mom she was like you are invited as long as my brother is invited if you insist that he's not then you are not welcome in my life anymore so it was like kind of a it was kind of an ultimatum more than a like get out of my life forever 
that's true that's a really good point it was like a stand and it was like you can be a part of my life if you want to but it can't be the way that it has been before mm-hmm. yeah which is fair that yeah absolutely it sounds like a very unhealthy relationship yeah it really did <laughs> and probably long overdue the stand that she has taken yeah and we we actually find out at the very end how incredibly unhealthy it was should we go into this <laughs> oh sure yeah i actually kind of forget yeah so um so little Marilyn was not the murderer but she was the one to sink mim's boat (laughs) oh shit that's right i forgot about that (laughs) because she was so passive aggressive and holding everything in for so long that she was the one to like slash the bottom of the boat and only went to go get help when she realized that a couple of the women on there couldn't swim (laughs) and was like oh fuck i'm not actually about to kill people (laughs) yeah like i don't want anyone to die i just want my mom's day to be ruined (laughs) in the most dramatic way possible yeah I actually kind of liked that twist because I thought I like I like those kind of little red herrings when they seem like they're connected but they're not as -hmm. long as it's an interesting extra fact like that storyline I was already really invested in and I was like oh that's so interesting that that threw people off in a way that like at least was interesting you know right yeah because it didn't it's true that it didn't really make sense because all these murders were so gruesome and like why would they risk slashing a boat when like you don't actually know that people are gonna drown right you, you know yeah and you're right little yeah, was different. weird yeah but um yeah so that happens and then the other little tidbit we get i think the only other person that really reacts to, well that's not true we get like a couple other people that come in and kind of look at it and they're like okay like a, po- a weird postcard um but the other person that does react to it is Josiah, who takes it, reads it, looks at Harry. What does he say? He says something really he says pointed. Like, is, yeah, he was like, is this your idea of a joke? Oh, that's or right. Some, something along those lines. Yeah. It comes right after Fair and, uh, you know, kind of in the same. Well, it's like kind of similar to the way that Fair and Boom Boom reacted. So... I didn't think much of it, to be honest. Yeah, I, like, I didn't. No, I totally didn't either. Kind of hoodwinked by it, which I liked. Yeah. But Harry wasn't because... Well, she was at first. <laughs> That's true. She was at first. She had a real... She, yeah, she, like, let all of them go. But then, like, yeah, later on, she was like, wait a minute. He looked at me. Yeah. Are we there? Should we just go into it? Yeah. I mean, we kind of are there. They do end up... So she and Coop and do end up going to the cave. Right, yeah, because that's um, the, like, big... After work, because Harry finally was like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. So they do end up going together, and that's kind of, like, on the way. That's when Harry was like, wait a minute, Josiah had a reaction to that, that, like, he looked at, like, directly at me. Like, why would anyone look directly at me unless they knew that I was definitely the one to put the postcard in there? Right. Which only the murderer would know. Or unless you, like, knew the handwriting, like, Fair did, or you were guilty feeling, like, Boom Boom was. Mm-hmm. But Josiah didn't know Harry's handwriting, and also, right, did, he just kind of let slip, it seemed. Yeah. So, anyway, Josiah's the murderer. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. So, that's what we're getting to. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, and how did this... Oh, so when they went to 
the caves they so the animals discovered it first mrs murphy and tucker found the little like hole at the bottom Mm -hmm. of the cave the little like wherever it is so they found the treasure the hidden buried treasure and then it wasn't until so harry and coop got in through like a secret like kind of hidden door yeah so right so the animals get in through the little rabbit hole that patty talked about Mm -hmm. and then they try to make coop and harry go through the hole and then mrs murphy's like no they can't fit we have to find another way (laughs) and so they like kind of run around until they realize that like part of the like vines and kudzu and all of the like crazy weeds that look like rock face that look solid Mm -hmm. is actually like fabricated like it's not real yeah and uh buddy he's really wailing back there he is a whaler (laughs) um but yeah they realize that there it's like a false front basically Mm -hmm. and so they kind of go through the thought process of being like okay if this is like a fake front there has to be some kind of like way to open it if it's man-made so they do actually find i think it's like a i don't know it sounded like a vine that was like they pulled a vine and it just like rolled away i don't (laughs) think it was quite that that's just what i was picturing but yeah i mean maybe i don't know yeah that's true we don't know um but yeah something like that so they do get into this little little cave area that turns out to be quite the lair yes and it's full of antiques antiques which points even more to josiah because that's what he sells yeah which is interesting because i thought with all of the talk of like the old timey you know the history of the tunnels and there what there is actually like a lore of um claudius crossit your favorite um had left treasure in the mountains so like i started thinking towards the end like oh that's actually kind of fun like maybe they're gonna find some like old-timey treasure yeah that's what i was thinking too i was like oh someone definitely found treasure in there and they're like slowly mining it and like shipping it off to sell piece by piece but no it was just a antique and antique theft ring yeah so it truly ends up being yeah an antique ring which I mean, it's not quite the um, horse fetus ring that we were maybe hoping for, <laughs> but it is more interesting than Miami drugs. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if that's insensitive to say, but yeah, so right after they get in and they're kind of looking around and they're seeing all of these like, you know, crazy expensive armoires and jewelry and like like everything from big things to little things and like all just all like really old expensive stuff Josiah comes upon them actually it's written really well because like no there's nothing no other indicator except that Mrs. Murphy and Tucker's ears prick up Franklin stop I know stop that that Frank or Franklin that uh Mrs. Murphy and Tucker's ears prick up mm-hmm. like they've heard something and then it goes into like they knew that this person was there before obviously before Harry and Cooper and so they are like Mrs. Murphy is smart enough to be like don't bark we have to hide and we have to help them 
as soon as like they're discovered because they're about to be discovered well she was she told tucker not to bark because she was like he knows that they're there but he doesn't know that we're here so yeah stay quiet and you know we can like hide in the background which did you catch that mrs murphy hides on top of an armoire which is also something that (laughs) uh the coco has done before too yeah i gotta get the high ground i know you gotta get the high ground it's true and you do get her like thought process at one point of like basically just being like okay I'm going to claw the shit out of whoever this is. (laughs) Yeah, which is her thought process for most of the book. Because she said the same thing when Boom Boom came to visit, too. She was like, I'm going to climb a leg. That's true. (laughs) That's true. That's true. With Boom Boom, too. Boom Boom, it's, like, really hot. It's, like, summer in Virginia during this. So it's, like, super effing hot. And so I think Boom Boom wasn't wearing any, like, pants or anything. She was wearing, like, shorts or a skirt. She showed up naked. Yeah, she showed up naked. Yeah, she showed up naked from the waist down. No, but uh, I remember the line was something like, and like her legs were bare, so she was just gonna sink in and like dig as deep as she could. And I was like, "Whoa, you're out for blood, Mrs. Murphy." <laughs> yes. Which actually is funny because small small diverge to I did read all the way through to the very end to the little author blurb. Mm -hmm. And it has two author blurbs because it's co-written by Sneaky Pie Brown, obviously. right, right, right. And my favorite fucking part of the bio, the bio, well, two of the bios, was that in Sneaky Pie's, it said that Sneaky Pie especially liked writing the murder scenes because she was a bit bloodthirsty. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, okay then. Uh, Are doll cats? I mean, they truly are. I have the scratches from Shadow to prove it. Yeah, and the dead animals in my apartment. Uh, <laughs> that sounds terrible. The it does. <laughs> the pieces of uh, scavenged butcher meat from <laughs> the butcher down the street in Albania in my apartment to prove it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That is what I meant. Um, also, the occasional bird or two. Well, true. Yeah, yeah, your cats are very much more hunters than mine are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then what follows is Josiah does show up and it does turn out to be Josiah is the murderer. And then we get this like long back and forth. It basically is kind of uh, almost stereotypical. Like they try to keep him talking. They have him answer all of their questions like of what happened. And he does kind of acknowledge that it's happening but also is like you know can't help but answer so he does give all the answers to the questions that they ask him one of them yeah being like did you try to drown Mim or um yeah mim and he's like no i actually didn't do that but i loved that it happened that was little marilyn and her little passive aggressive self (laughs) but yeah what else did they ask him i forget what other i mean basically we just learned i I think i think they just asked him about the like exactly what happened in the the antique ring and how he started it and like how the other two were involved so it sounds like kelly obviously died first and right. i i actually can't remember why i think it was because so that he was using kelly's trucks so what he would yeah. do is, oh he wanted a bigger cut that's why i yeah i think it was something like businessy yeah, it was like he was getting 20% and like four years after they started, he was finally being like, I want more. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just I killed him and then 
mod was not an accessory didn't know that was going on but then started kind of like sounded like she maybe was getting cold feet and was like getting super involved with bob and josiah was like "Eh, you seem like a liability i'll kill you too yeah it truly wasn't that she had done anything he was like i'm just gonna head off the pillow talk that she could have told bob yeah and like yeah i guess she because i think she was the one let that helped package stuff up and send it Mm -hmm. out to people to help like distribute it back out to make the money from back from it because the whole process was kind of interesting because the way it worked is that josiah because he was taken on so many so it's mentioned earlier that mim so mim is so mim is like a little bit an accessory in this too which i kind of (laughs) liked um without knowing she true unknowingly yeah unknowingly an accessory yeah she so it's mentioned earlier that she because she's so rich and because she flies all these different places and she can never be seen without a man it says um is her thought process and so when her husband the mayor is busy she takes josiah on these like grand trips and to you know fancy parties and to all these different people and places and so he would basically go with her to a lot of these different places but not because he liked her because he was like scouting out things to steal so then later it would he was like i wouldn't do it immediately i would do it like just make an inventory and it would be like you know six months a year later i would go you know they would go back with kelly's truck and they would grab whatever oh they would bribe actually they he said it was super easy to because quote rich people are notoriously uh cheap in like what they pay people mm-hmm. so he says he uh said that he would bribe people who he'd bribe anyone who worked for the person who owned whatever he wanted to steal from and then they would just like help him they would let him in and they would like help him bring stuff out. And then that person would like that. He said they'd buy him a ticket like out of the country or something too. So it's like a seamless little plan. Yeah. It seems like a little complicated. And also like are antiques even that, I mean, I guess they're valuable if you like know the right, but like, it seems like they can make money in such an easier way because it's such a long like, it's such a long con, you know? He would wait, like, a year or two in between casing a place and hitting it. So, like, anything could change. And also, they're, like, buying plane tickets for people and, like, rehoming them and, like, bribing them. Like, is that, like how is this super lucrative? Well, yeah, like, I was thinking, too, when he mentioned, because when he was talking about bribing the um, staff of any, like, rich person mm-hmm. that he wanted to steal from, he mentioned, like, well when you just wave a full year's salary under their nose and like let them go i was like what do you what is a full month or full year salary that you like i don't know is like what is that that you're gonna get more than like you would have to get double or triple or like quadruple that for that to be worth it for you like that seems like so much money because like if he's even like on the lower end like if he's thinking like thirty forty thousand dollars a year and for him to make any kind of profit, that means that like, he has to sell whatever it is for like 50, 60, 70. Like if he is even like, I don't know, like to cover the gas and to cover like all the other stuff and, you know, everything else involved. Like he'd probably have to be selling these things for over $100,000. Yeah, which I mean, like I've seen Antique Roadshow. I mean, not recently, but I've, <laughs> a lot of those things are pretty valuable. And if you get like if you find things that like museums would want 
I guess it could be more, but like, how often do you, I mean, really, how often do you come across an antique that valuable? Like maybe in a rich person's house, it's not that uncommon, but it just seems like a lot of work. It does seem like a lot of work. Yeah. Well, it seemed like it was work that came naturally to Josiah because he does even mention in their back and forth, Harry makes a couple smart decisions. So basically Josiah comes in and he's like, both Harry and Cooper have guns now and so they like draw their guns Josiah comes in they can't really even see each other like Harry and Cooper are hidden in different places in the cave mm-hmm. and Josiah is like hidden kind of at the, the opening of the cave and Josiah yells in and is like Harry I know you're in there Coop I know you're probably in there too he like lets slip he's like kind of dumb he's like oh Cooper you're probably in there and then Harry kind of stall, they stall talking about different things, but they also stall Harry kind of acts as if, oh, because Jos- that's what it is. Josiah threatens to, he's like, put your guns down. I have a gun, but I also have this Molotov cocktail that I'm going to throw in and like blow this whole place up. And Harry's like, you're not going to blow up your like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of antiques and give up your lair because like the smoke is going to draw people here the fact that you just destroyed all of your stuff is obviously not great for you. And so she makes the point of being like, well, like, why don't like, she kind of acts as if she's going to strike a deal with him and be like, we'll cut us in and like, we won't tell. And then we'll be a part of your operation. Um, Cause that's easier than killing us for you. And like, you wouldn't give up your, wouldn't have to give up your lair. And then at one point she does even say like, well, what's to say like, we don't just, kill you and like take the stuff and sell it ourselves and he just like laughs and he's like do you know how much work that would be and I was like well yeah that does sound like a lot of work but he I guess he has like the contacts to do it or whatever but yeah I'm trying to think from there it was they kind of are at a standoff for a while where they're like Josiah's like throw your guns down and they're like no throw your guns down and leave the Molotov cocktail out of it and um then they kind of pull a fast one on him because Harry's the only one that's been talking to him so he doesn't know where Cooper is and so he tries talking to Cooper and Harry's like oh he's only trying to do that so that he knows where she is and so yeah what happens I think Harry does Harry respond for Cooper no I don't I don't know if that was like that big of an important standoff because Cooper does respond um, when he was like, oh, like she's probably in there too, and Cooper's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> but I thought that was the part, the part where Harry answered for her, and like answered in a different voice or different direction or something. Because then the switch that they do is they, when he's like, okay, like Co- Cooper, put down your gun. I think he like doesn't think that Harry has a gun. They both have a gun. But they, I, I mean, they both make a deal to throw both of their guns out, I think. Did we read this differently? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Because I thought I got the impression that they, like, somehow slightly tricked him. And that, like, because... You're right. Because at the beginning, he does say that he thinks Harry has a gun. But then... Yeah, they both have guns. He actually tricks them because he has two guns. Right. But then at the end... Because I thought part of the trick was that... I mean, not his trick. Their trick was that... Harry threw out her gun when he said, Cooper, throw out your gun. So he thought that, like, oh, the police officer doesn't have a gun. Now is my chance. And then when they started shooting, Coop had her gun still. Maybe. I just thought that she picked it back up off the ground while he was, like, 
kind of shooting around and being all crazy. Oh, that's true. I mean, she probably would because then basically what happens is our standard uh, Coco jump on them and scratch them to hell. Yeah. So, yeah. So what happens is I, whoever throws their guns (laughs) through, through their guns um so they both made a deal of like okay we'll all throw our guns at the same time but then josiah tricked them a little bit because he had two guns so as soon as coop and harry's gun or guns got thrown he pulled out his second one and started shooting but that is when mrs murphy launched herself at his face yeah and kind of latched on to the back of his head and then like slid down his back and i can only imagine how painful it was oh, because God. she like clawed her her little self into his the journey <laughs> oh she's reenacting that <laughs> yeah. yeah he's attacking poor mushu oh. um yeah so she clawed herself into his back and kind of just like hung there while Tucker went for the legs and kind of chomped. Oh no, he jumped. Tucker jumped um, and she chomped into his uh, shooting hand. Oh, that's right. Cause she's like dangling. From she's his like dangling hand. from his shooting hand. Yeah. While Mrs. Murphy is like dangling from his back. So <laughs> he's kind of like firing willy nilly, like all around without being able to aim because he has a, corgi hanging from <laughs> a full corgi hanging a from because at one point he does corgi. actually get the gun up and point it at harry but because tucker is already like latched on he doesn't actually get a shot like directly at harry even though the gun is pointing at her like it's just one of those like Rah! like sprays the bullets like in all these different directions yeah so coop and harry are able to dodge all of his bullets and then coop ends up getting a shot in um with a gun that she either still had or picked up off the ground yeah you know however you choose to read it to choose your own adventure (laughs) yeah because we can't decide on what actually happened (laughs) however we got here we got here (laughs) um Uh, yeah so josiah uh is taken down and the animals are unharmed and everyone lives happily ever after yeah i mean that's really it like it ends there and then basically after that we really just get like a recap chapter where it's like it kind of tells us like what has been happening after that of like harry took up golf which i actually really liked that of like (laughs) golf is such a through line like it's no no wonder that you like suspected golf itself of like murder (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah apparently harry takes up golf and she finds herself obsessed with it they like yeah, what was it? There was something that ended because they ended in the fall. Like it really fast forwarded. Do you remember what that was? Um, no, I don't. Hang on, <laughs> let me let me relook. Yeah, there were like a couple of things that wrapped up. Was it? Her, it wasn't her divorce. She like stayed in the the mail room. Oh, it was the that last image of their that last scene of um, Stafford actually coming into town. Oh yeah like stepping off the train which isn't supposed to stop for anyone so apparently it stopped for stafford stopped for him yeah him and his wife so him and his wife step off the train and mim and little marilyn are both there to greet him for the wedding so things have kind of looked up it seems yeah oh and the town of crossit apparently has like 
decided to monetize the whole murder situation and is taking like they make like a little pamphlet that's like the history of this tunnel and they sell it for like 13 bucks then they give tours of the little lair yeah a little insensitive but hey what are you gonna do i mean they have been railing on uh, politicians throughout most of this so it's not something that we're surprised by as the reader no that's true um but yeah i think that's that's it do we get any last like little shots from the shots is the wrong word to use do we get any last uh (laughs) little bits from the um from the animals um i don't think so yeah i think you're right yeah they get uh interviewed by the reporters and pewter is jealous but i think that's that's all we get that's right that that was the point where like i feel like the idea of pewter as like an attention seeker i hadn't quite like fully gotten yet but then that part was like oh okay so pewter just wants you oh because then earlier too when there were all of those um reporters around after bob is murdered like reporters swoop in again to the town and like you know are asking everyone questions and there's this like great moment where pewter's in the post office and mrs murphy and pewter's like oh i'm not going back over there it's so crowded and you couldn't make me and blah 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 and mrs murphy's like yeah well i saw you uh you know we're over there long enough to get on tv (laughs) pewter was like well they wanted to feature me there was nothing i could do about it (laughs) like Oh, so great. But yeah, you're right. There's like a moment at the end where I, I guess Tucker and Mrs. Murphy are on TV with Harry probably and Pewter's like looking really, really upset about it. Um, hey, buddy. Buddy. What are you doing? What are you doing? Junior just wanted to give his two cents before we closed out. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that is it. There's uh, nothing else to report here. Murder solved. Well, murders solved. Murders. 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 Yes. yes. <laughs> um, but yeah. I maybe, that, maybe that should be our shirt. Murder. Yes. Yes. <laughs> With little peaked fingers. Little peaked paws. Oh little peaked paws. Well, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I really like this book a lot. So, yeah, we'll be back to you next time with a new surprise thing. A new surprise thing? A new surprise thing. We'll just, we'll bring it to you. We'll bring it to you hot and fresh. And you'll just see the surprise when it surprises you. Yes. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. And um, what's the old closeout? Um, if you want to find us in between episodes, you can find us online. We're on paranormal captivity pod on twitter and nope on instagram and paranormal pod on twitter we're on patreon and thank you to all of our patrons we so so appreciate you um yeah if you want to find us there you can search paranormal captivity and we'll pop right up i actually just posted a new picture today of shadow trying to kill a hummingbird but being stopped by the screen door it's Uh great yeah we do a lot of like extra little kitty pics there and julie and i do our kitty world news once a month for you guys over there um what else we have a good reads i need to update that and we're a little behind on that sorry guys 
and we have a facebook fan page woo woo um yeah we're really excited about that so thank you guys for doing that for us we're super excited and we'll see you next time yeah okay bye bye